What is up? We are back. The boys are back. The NFL is cooking. Chandler, how you living? I'm good, dude. A uh, little bit of technical difficulties this morning. I got to use my my webcam on my laptop. So sorry, guys. If you were expecting to see my beautiful face, hate to disappoint you. They're seeing it. You just look like it was shot on a Nokia potato. So, uh, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. Don't worry, you still look great. But and I'm rocking the shades today. I kind of like the look, but it's because I have fucking my eyes are mental. I got pink eye right now, so it's actually not ideal. This is a shit show of an episode. So that's how you know it's gonna be really, really good. Well, let's be honest. It was a shit show of a week in the NFL too. So it just it's fitting. Very on brand. And with that, I think that's kind of the perfect segue into the intro. Let's cook it. Let's get after it, boys. Let's go. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. All right, show stealers, Chandler. We got some shit to talk about. Where should we start this off? You think should we just go right to the sheet or what? The sheet's got some of those big ones right there at the top. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk about. It. Let's talk about. It. So, how about the Jets taking down the Eagles? I watched this game pretty well in its, in its entirety, so I can I can speak to this. But uh, did you catch much of this game? Uh, no, unfortunately, this wasn't one of the ones I had. Okay. Yeah. So I, honestly, the, let me look at the stack line. So this doesn't sound completely stupid, but like Zach Wilson did not look great by any stretch of the imagination. Philly just looked quite bad in my opinion. Like, so let me look at, yeah, Zach Wilson wasn't a world beater by any stretch. He was 19 for 33, 186, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. So that, that's a win. A win's a win. And then even, th- yeah, their offensive production was pretty shit across the board. <laughs> Their leading rusher was Brees Hall with 39 rushing yards. So the Eagles just they did not show up today. Uh, Hurts threw three picks. It was it looked like he was really trying to force it because that's kind of his game, though. When he can scramble to the pack pocket, he makes some amazing plays. He stays on his feet when he shouldn't because he's otherworldly strong. But then he does like he'll take risks, man. When he rolls away, he'll throw to try to sideline stuff. But there's sometimes there's three or four guys there, and he'll still try to fit it in. And he's got the arm for it. Most times, but today was not one of those days. Yeah, so what I was going to say was, from what I saw, the the Jets' defense won this game. It yeah, was like, because 100%. it wasn't just Hurts playing poorly. He was getting pressured, and he was like, a lot of his interceptions, too, were like either tip balls or like mid-sack or whatever it was. Like, their, the Jets' defense was all over this one. Um, as a AFC East member, I hate to admit it, but they're they're still a good team. They're not... You know, they're not Super Bowl bound, but their defense makes them formidable. Dude, they're not a good team. They're a great team. If they had a better QB, like they're up there with you guys and the Dolphins. And this is a far more competitive division. Like there's, they're so good. The Williams brothers both got, I think either, they're the first brothers to get a turnover in the game, in the same game for like a decade or some shit like that. So that's very cool. And do you see Aaron Rodgers walking around without a boot? I didn't actually. Yeah, so he's really putting some pressure on this rehab. I've been actually watching a lot of medical content creators, so doctors and whatnot, to talk about the injury, the medical side of injuries. And like at first, they were saying like this is fairly par for the course, but 
being fully removed from a boot this quickly is pretty impressive again but at what cost a lot of times when people really rush an injury there's long-term implications from it but obviously this is a trade-off that he's willing to make and, and maybe he just is progressing that quickly but if he were to able to somehow come back and even be 80 percent of himself and they're still in contention that would be pretty damn crazy if they could i would love that storyline truthfully if they could squeeze in with a wild card and he could play that'd be that'd be insane so first little little side story when we were like 10 i walked to ben's house without my boot when i broke my ankle my mom was pissed this was not about speedy rehab this was about me being a kid not happy about it but this is where i'm gonna piss jets fans off um I don't think Rodgers was him anyway this season. Obviously, Rodgers is one of the greatest of all time. But he played poorly last season, too, in Green Bay. My my opinion is, like, I think they have a great team, a phenomenal team that absolutely could have been playoff contenders. But I don't know if that was, like, obviously, he would have been better than Zach Wilson. Anybody would. But I think, you know, I'm not sure he was the savior. Because they do have a phenomenal team. You could put a better quarterback in there, and they're they're going to show for sure. But poor, he maybe played poor for his standards, but almost any other QB in the league, if they had these numbers, they'd be like, oh, I had a great season. He had a 65% completion percentage nearly. He had 3,700 yards, 3,695, 26 TDs to 12 INTs on a team that wasn't that good. Like I think we're seeing that the, the, the Packers weren't that fantastic. Their skill position players left a lot to be desired. And the Jets have all those pieces in place. So I think that the numbers would have been elevated from that this year, but we never got to see it. We got hurt in like four or five plays. It's actually so tragic. But yeah, it was I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he doesn't retire because I think they could keep this team together for at least one more year. And it'd be sick to see this because like you might be right. I think he was gonna have a pretty damn good year, but we never got to see it. It's really absolutely insane. There's but no way injuries have been no way he's pushing the rehab like this to retire. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're getting, we're getting but, another year out of Rodgers for sure. Yeah, you'd think, but it could be all for this year. Yeah, you, you got to be right. Because let's say, hypothetically, he pushes this all this way and he still can't go. Yeah, there's, you're, I, think, I think you're spot on. I think that prediction will come true. That he will be back. And I would, I'd love to see it. But I still want the Bills to win your division. I bet on them in multiple parlays to win your division. So I'm a Bills fan every week. They're not playing the Jags. The... Um... The the head-to-head matchup between us and Miami is going to be a big deal. Um, it very well could just, you know, be a back and forth, right? Like, we play them again this season, and if they win, then it doesn't really matter. But they're mm-hmm. ahead of us by a game still. Um, and when it comes down to it, if our records are very similar, those head-to-head matchups are going to be Massive. the entire season. I, yeah, Miami does look scary, though, man. Like, their their team is so explosive. They were losing at first to Carolina for a bit, and I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is crazy. But then they came back and put up 42 on them, so that was short-lived, and the Panthers fans got brought back down to reality. But let me, I'm looking at their schedule right now because, okay, they could lose this week. They're playing Sunday night against the Eagles in Philly. That could be a loss. Then they're, they're yes, and then they play the, the Chiefs, too. So before you guys play them again, they could theoretically have two or three losses. And you, oh, dude, that's the we last have, game of the year. And we have winnable matchups, too. Yeah, so this could be looking very, very different very, very soon. And I would love for that to happen. I'd love for them to take an L against the Eagles and the Chiefs just to, think, to make things more interesting and give you guys more mm-hmm. of, a, of a chance, especially with the injuries that you guys have been dealt. Like, I hope that that, that, that can play out for you. And also, 
uh, we also, I also want you guys to go as far in the playoffs as possible because we've proven that we can we can beat you. Obviously, like a lot of injuries happen and shit like that, but just even for the mental component of it, we know that we can play with these guys. Oh, we Whereas, want. I don't. We want the Bills and Jags playoffs game. We want the AFC the, Championship game. The rematch. Let's go. That'd um, be we'll absolutely get, mad. I we get to the Bills though because our our listeners are gonna get annoyed that I'm always talking about the Bills. No, you they, they they fucking love it. They fucking love it. they get it. <laughs> if they were on the mic, if they were on the mic, they'd be saying the same shit. But for let's any, talk about the next. Well, yeah, for any Dolphins fans that are like you know already not a fan of me because I'm a Bills fan, I took the Dolphins over on the spread this week. It was like nine point five points or something like that, and I was sweating yeah. too because they were not looking too hot against Carolina. And then next time I look back, it's like forty something and twenty. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm like, we're good. I don't, I don't even, I don't even think it was. Uh... I think it was higher than that, man. I think it was 13 and a half, which is yeah, madness. Yeah, I was but, riding on Swain. Miami. I, Dude, I like you these, guys this year. These two, these two teams that fucked up this week, that, that got upset, the, the Niners and the Eagles, they screwed me out of like $8,000. Because <laughs> on my, I, legitimately, I, I had a 12-leg parlay that everything else hit besides those two games. Pricks. I, I did not do as well in my parlay. I thought it was absolutely solid, dude. I, but I picked the Bills in the over, which was 14 points. That's a crazy spread. And then we yeah. almost got curb stomped by the Giants. Like, this was a ridiculous week. But I was losing my parlay since the beginning. Yeah, dude, I, this looks so good. Yeah, t- you little pricks. So I had two going, and both of them... Dude, I would have won almost ten grand off these two parlays that were going, and the only two things I missed. I can show the fucking screen for proof. Oh, you won't be able to see that. Come on, <laughs> zoom. Everything else hit besides San Fran and Philly. That's so annoying, man. There's Philly at the bottom there, and I was—I I literally thought that was signed, sealed, delivered. I was thinking about what I'm gonna do with this 10k. I'm like, oh, I'll throw this there. I'll throw that there. And I'll leave like an extra thousand to play around with in the in the FanDuel account, and uh, it didn't come to fruition. So screw both of you. Let's talk about San Fran because how how are you going to lose to this? Is, like, let's paint the picture here. So not only did you lose to the Browns, okay, the Cleveland fucking Browns, you lost to the Browns with their third string QB, who's a former XFL MVP, and he made you guys look pretty stupid at most times of the game. And they don't even have Nick Chubb, bro. They don't have Nick Chubb. They don't have Deshaun Watson. They're the Cleveland Browns. And they beat the San Francisco 49ers. What in the flying fuck was that? Kareem Hunt looked good. He's not he like okay. he was a starter in this league. It's not like you're running on like a backup running back. Dude, he's he hasn't played. He's yeah. off, he, he didn't do camp. He was on, off the street, bro. Yeah, well, we know these guys are superhuman. Sometimes they can just come in and do their thing. You could sign Chad... Um, Ocho Cinco or Torello into a team right now and they produce. You're fucking high, dude. Those guys are like nearly 50. Put them in. You you heard it here first. <laughs> they want they want uh, Chandler is pounding the table for the Bills to sign Chad, 45 year old Ocho Cinco. And yeah, we Torello want Torello Owens older. back. We want Torello Owens back too. He's 49, so he's nearly 50. Yeah, so that's uh that's a wild take. But let's talk about the San Francisco game a bit. You saw some of this because you had them in your bets too. So yeah, what did I've you got, see from this one? Man, so my one major takeaway from this, last week they they did so well and Kittle had three touchdowns. I understand that yeah. Kittle is an amazing blocker and he's used as a blocker a majority of the time. But when you've mm-hmm. got him involved in the game, you win big. 
And this week, when he was completely irrelevant, you lose to a bad team. Do the math. The thing that was most... <laughs> Honestly, the thing that was more shocking to me was the injuries that occurred and the fact that he still wasn't highlighted in the offense because Debo went down, Christian McCaffrey went down. So these are your two primary weapons on offense and he still isn't the focal point. Like Ayuk is pretty dope and I, I like him a lot. Yeah. But I would have been trying to get him involved a lot, especially for Purdy's confidence because he was looking pretty shaky at many points throughout that game. Like this is his, the worst game he's had as a pro by far. He, the weather wasn't great, but he was 12 for 27 for 125 and so this kind of exposed him a little bit whereas if he doesn't have his dogs there he's he looks quite pedestrian and that was the case today like he had like, oh, did he even have a kettle kettle had one catch for one yard dude yeah bro my fuck? so take in i've i've started george kittle every week in fantasy except last yeah. week when he got three tds because this guy's not producing at all so i benched him Three TDs. So I was like, okay, they're finally going to start to use them. Put them in. One yard. 1.1 1. 1 points this in right, PPR. To relate this back to fantasy, this is exactly why I took Kelsey so high. Because Scene. he's the most disproportionate matchup in, in the whole game of fantasy football. Because most tight ends are so hit and miss. Like Even if you go to the number two or three guy, the consistency is just never there. And th this is actually, like, I'm pissed off for you. Because I love Kittle. Like, the whole fuck the, the Dallas thing was like ballsy, but I still, I'm a big Kittle guy and it's fucking annoying to watch. Yes. He's a fantastic blocker, but he's also a huge mismatch. Like wh how are you not scheming this guy open? Yeah, no, he's a great blocker and you need to use him as that too, but you need to definitely target this guy and use him as a weapon. Cause he's a weapon. You're you're, you've got a weapon that you're basically not touching. It's if, stupid. If I were you though, I would probably, especially if McCaffrey and, and Debo are out. I would I would probably start him next week because um, this is a whole week for them to game plan and he's probably gonna have it, the offense is gonna have to go through him and Ayuk. So just like simply through a lack of other options, he's gonna have to get more, well, more opportunities. It's, it's the same for my fantasy team. I've there's a lack of other options. I don't have any other good tight ends to put in, so of course I'm gonna let it ride on Kittle, but I'm yeah. disappointed that they're not using him. Um but on your point that you're a big Kittle guy. I'm generally not, but only mostly because he looks like the crackhead that hangs outside of 7-Eleven. Um, He's funny. But what I do like about him, what I gained respect for him for this past week, is that like there are all-stars in this league that if they were getting the targets and stuff that he is and being underproduced, they'd throw He'd be a fake. freaking out. He loves to be oh, there, yeah. man. He's just having a good time playing football. Kittle He's loves a team to be guy. There. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's an absolute beast. And so I'm looking at him right now because I just Googled him. Yeah, he does look like a bit of a crackhead, but it's cool crackhead. And uh, he only got fined 13K for that T-shirt. That seems absurdly low by NFL standards. Guys are getting fined way more for fucking socks. That's crazy to me. Yeah, did you... Uh, I don't know the exact number, um, but did you see how much Diggs got fined for the Stone Cold? Diggs fine, I'm looking it up. Dude, he got fined 14K. Yeah. They got they got fined the same amount of money. That's fucking. Are you kidding? That's like ridiculous, that, right? That that's that's so stupid. This guy's on national TV putting profanity. Like that's crazy to me that he's that that's only fourteen k or thirteen k. No, that does not. See, but the NFL does so much shit like that. Like there's there's very little 
they're so bad at looking at case by case situations and mm -hmm. actually like they just have they have too many blanket rules and blanket like approaches to things that some things just look really really bad but i guess it's just to simplify things for their for them i don't think we'll ever understand the prerogatives of the nfl because i don't think they understand it they just they shoot blindly man this is a recurring theme on the show but i'm gonna keep fucking saying it because i keep annoying you with it in the group chat and shit but the officiating this this year is fucking insane man like these defenders have no chance and so a lot of our friends are newer to football and so they've only seen these new football rules and so when, I'll, I'll text them sometimes and they'll be like like he should never have done that and i'm like yes you're right by new football standards but all these guys in the field have all been taught to make these plays and been rewarded for making those hits mm -hmm. Nine, like nine times out of ten, obviously, there's there is some where you just like clearly don't do that. But I'd say it's like eight out of ten of these. I'm like that that would be celebrated five or six years ago. So it's kind of crazy to expect these guys to just turn off instincts that they've been rewarded for for their entire life. Like I think in the next ten years, it'll these guys will all have been brought up with you know, Pop Warner football and all this shit with these really soft rules, and then it'll probably change the game quite a bit. But some of these dogs still on the field, like they are only in the nfl probably because they operated like that so it's really hard to turn off dude we will never see another brian dawkins you'll never see another ray lewis you'll never see another brian Erlacher. like there are there used to be guys that you were afraid of afraid of and now it's just like if they're good you're you don't want to run in their direction but you're not afraid of them because they're not allowed to hit you that changed the complexity of the game so much even like across the board for football like you and i used to do that all the time if someone came across the middle they were paying for it. And then that changed the whole complexity of how plays were getting called or how hard they'd run the next time. It's, I understand why. Like player safety is the narrative, but it's really, it's about putting more points on the board and selling more tickets. That's really what it, what it is completely about. But it changes the game so much. And for me as a football purist, that it's fucking annoying. And, and I always sympathize for the defender because these people who have never played football, they don't understand. You can't just stop. Like they don't understand the laws of, of like physics. I hope that's the right science. But like you it can't is. you can't just you can't just stop on a dime, especially some of these huge fuckers. Like they're expecting this 320-pound behemoth to stop on a dime. Like how? You can't. I think it's very easy to see in a replay if there was malicious intent or not. And yes, that's where the, yes. it should be called. That's all it is. Yes. Watch the replay every single time and decide. Because like they don't want to like, they don't want to go to their way to admit they were wrong. If they throw the flag on the field, if they can get away with still calling the penalty, they're going to call it, right? And where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, go back and rewatch that and make sure it's actually a penalty you're calling because, like, it's so stupid the amount of flags, that, especially this past weekend. Holy fuck. I was just watching Laundry Day. It was brutal, man. Every single game I watch. Um, and, I, like, I think... I have to kind of admit here, if I'm going to be bitching about the Chiefs kind of being fed the wins, there is a bit of Bill's hand-holding. Because even on that last play where we got to redo... <laughs> that was pretty fucked. We got to redo the last play because of pass interference. Or, sorry, yeah. they got to um, because of pass interference. And then we stopped them anyway. There was a blatant pass interference on that one as well. Okay, And, cool. and this you is it. Like, if okay. I'm calling these things like, oh, like, that, that was a bullshit call. Like, that should never have happened. I got to at least admit when it happens to buffalo too but there was some hand holding in this last one they like vegas didn't want buffalo to lose to new york no that and i'm glad that you said that because i was going to ask you about that so you saved me even having to do that but the, the the jags actually got some calls this week too i was texting producer kurt being like this is crazy this is the first time ever i've seen 
the some calls go our way. But I, I think I can fix the NFL officiating problem in like five seconds. And and here's exactly <laughs> what you do. Here's, here's what you do. You hire a bunch of like, rule experts that all they do is look at tape. Okay. You you throw the flag all the time, and then you have guys. There's three of them. Okay, for each game. They instantly look at the replay as soon as the flag is thrown and they vote whether it was malicious or it wasn't. And then based on majority, that call stands. Like, so it could be quick. You get a better consensus. They can see it, the replay. So there's not bullshit calls and it doesn't slow down the game. Solve it there. Boom. The other thing you do, you do the same sort of shit for fumbles or, or, or uh, like turnover plays. You always let it roll and then do the exact same thing. Quick up to the booth. Three guys. Yes, no. Yes, no. Whatever it is. Come back. Let's play ball. I just yeah. solved officiating in like 30 seconds. You're welcome, NFL. You're fucking welcome. Yeah, let's do it. Because we, we, like, we don't want to see these refs go back in, into the hood, watch the thing, like come back out on the field. Like, yeah, have somebody else call it in and be like, yeah, okay, that's a penalty or that's not a penalty. Pick up the flag. Don't give the guy on the field the opportunity. Like, because that's why it takes so long. Because he's like, oh, I don't want to fuck this up. If you have guys who it's their sole job and they're in there and it's like, okay, Quick vote, being like, there's three of you, yes or no, yes or no. And, and then the majority decision comes through, and the guy's just, he's just a headset. I, I think that's how you handle it, because then there's no, there's no bias from the crowd involved at all. It'll speed up the pace of the game. I don't get how that's not already a thing, but I think it fucking should be. No, I think that's a brilliant idea. Well, thanks, Chandler. Thank Come you. on, Roger. But let's we'll move on. for our paychecks. Goodell. What up, dog? Let's, let's, let's ride, baby. Let's ride. So let's talk about your bills here because that game was crazy. They had the highest, for people who weren't aware, who aren't gambling addicts like us, they had the highest spread out of any game this entire season. They were favored by 15 and a half points, and this game came down to the last fucking play. What happened, Chandler? I'll tell you what happened. This is karma for me all seeing and being like, I told you the Giants are the worst in the league. I've been saying this from day one, even with the Cardinals. I was like, True. Cardinals aren't as bad as the Giants. The Giants are the worst. In the and then they came out here and they shut me the fuck up. I also screwed Chandler a bit. So Chandler was deciding on what to do. And I had read multiple reports that said Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller both weren't playing. And so then with, with Danny Dimes out too, I was like, okay, they're fucked. But Tyra Taylor, I, I guess I underplayed his competence. I figured at this age he would be less competent, but he's hella reliable, man. And, and uh, he played pretty decent against you guys. We like so him, though. That was what's up. The Bills like him. He's not yeah, an enemy yeah, of he, ours. No, no, no. He's yeah. He, he did decent things for you guys for not a lot of crazy Broke money. Our so I think that's, drought. Yeah, that's true. That's big. He's big, big. a hero he in came, Buffalo, man. The bar's pretty low. <laughs> the bar's the bar's pretty low in Jacksonville too, bro. I look at the Ring of Honor and I'm like, fuck, I picked the wrong franchise. I love them to death. But like some of the guys we talk about historically, like, you know, it's a bad franchise when Byron Leftwich is one of the first QBs you mentioned when you talk about the franchise. Like, that's yeah. fucked. I have a Byron Leftwich jersey, dude. There don't, are, you don't know. You don't know suffering. There All are the other kids, fan bases out there. There are kids that'll grow up now or like that might be watching this podcast be like, I've never heard that name in my life. Like, I don't, I don't know who the hell you, Brian Leftwich is. I, so, so my dad is a huge sports guy like myself. He really got me into it. And when I became a Jags fan, we went and the only jersey that they could, they'd get us at this, like, custom shop was like, oh, we can get our hands on a Byron Leftwich jersey. I'm like, let's ride. And so I would <laughs> ride this thing around. It was my first ever jersey that was a Jags jersey. And I'd, I'd wear this thing around. And 
so often I'd get asked, who the fuck is Byron Leftwich? And I Yo, was like, he, he's my dog. Shout out to Jersey Source in yes, the mall. That, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Jersey Source, bro. Bro, they that shut down years elite. ago. But that's where we got all our stuff back then. Man, I would walk into Oakville Place, $30, $40 in my pocket, just praying for some Jaguars memorabilia. And I had a life rule. If I saw Jag shit, I bought Jag shit. And that was the only place in this whole fucking shitty province we live in that I ever saw Jag's merch. So I love that me. store. It was a sad day when we saw they were closed. Dude, they were. that was like heaven for us back in the day. I remember our yeah. first ever mall rip. And uh, I got a... Priest Holmes jersey on clearance. That shit went hard, dude. Oh my god! I think it was like twenty bucks, and he's retired. And that thing went absolutely hard. But uh, yeah, I, shout out to you guys. I remember Crazy. buying an Eric Molds jersey after he Eric retired was, or after he left Buffalo he was, or whatever, it, because it was on clearance for like twenty bucks. And I was like, hell yeah, he was awesome. Hell so yeah. I bought it, and he wasn't even on our team anymore. Eric Molds went pretty hard though. Like you, oh, you yeah. actually, you liked him a lot. Remember you had a or my like Havel Hotel. Havel guy. Hotel. Yeah, it was Eric Moltz 905 or some shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's go. It's better than my, my name was Mr. Fruity. I, I had no context for what that meant. And I named my guy Mr. Fruity in hindsight. Pretty sus. <laughs> well, Very NFL sus. Street 2. Anyone ever play NFL Street 2? That game was awesome. I just looked at the camera, but I'm not using that camera today. So that's going to look weird. <laughs> um, yeah, NFL Street 2, Eric Moltz on that thing was sick, bro. He was locking down passes like crazy. Chandler, you just inspired a story that I must share. So I so often get asked, Ben, how in the world did you end up becoming a Jaguars fan? You seem like a relatively sound mind individual. How did this happen? Well, NFL Street was possibly the best game, football game ever. It's and Chandler and I used to run that shit all the time. And I was only looking for two things, and I got even more. I love the running back position. All right. The Jags had Fred Taylor absolutely eaten freddy was a dog out there going crazy and i loved the color teal match made in seven-year-old ben's head heaven and then i asked my dad i said where is jacksonville he said florida i said is it warm there he said yes i said fucking done signs you delivered i am a jacksonville jaguars fan for life and here we are and all the suffering is due to nfl street man i wish my story was cool i picked the local team we are right across the, the border from Buffalo, guys. It's a home team for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like being a Jags fan, though. I will say, as much as all the suffering comes with it, I've, I've, I think it kind of gels with my identity. And I, sure, I feel like most fans feel that way. But I definitely feel, in this case, it's, it's quite aligned. And I think it's really cool to be a fan of a team that's not super, super popular because it makes it more special whenever we win something. I agree. Or whenever I see a Jags fan out and about. It, it's, it's like finding santa like mm. or, or like the yeti you're like i'll see someone in jags merch and i'll always be like hey go jags there's more of us <laughs> yeah so that's the weirdest experience i've ever had in my life so my my life dream as a kid was always to move to florida and spend the winters there and so i do that now and so i had never seen jags merch around at all and then i'm living in jacksonville and there's jags merch everywhere i remember texting producer kurt being like is this real life like this i can't say hi to everyone anymore there's too many I, i'd be tired you're like, this is what heaven's going to look like when I go. Well, literally, like The Good Place. Have you seen that show? Yeah. He's a Jags fan. The, the Jason, I think his name is. Uh, Bateman, Bateman, right? No, 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 no. It's not Jason um, Bateman? 
No, 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 no. The Good Place. It's like an Asian dude. Oh, maybe it's not Jason. Yes. Okay. This is the one. It's like it's so. It starts off with like a weird uh, rural, like housing complex sort of thing. They're like, in, it's they go to heaven. Yeah, but that's what it looks like. It's all these nice white picket fence houses in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jason is the uh, the guy. Jason Mendoza. He's he loved Blake Bortles and like that was his whole character. That was basically the theme is that he was from Jacksonville. And so I think it's so funny because they're so obscure. They sometimes get included in things because of their obscurity. So it kind of yeah. feeds into the lore of being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And I'm all here for it. And plus, also because they're so obscure, I'm the first person that everyone thinks about when they think of the Jags that if they know me at all because mm -hmm. it's like a, a random trait. So I get so many texts whenever big things happen from people that I haven't spoken to in years. So. Yeah, go Jags. Go Jags. Go Jags. <laughs> Sorry, I, got, we went off, I went off on like 40 rants there, but back to what we were saying here. Any other notes on the Bills game? Yeah, I mean, so I was... Okay, this was funny, man. I like By the end of the Jags game, I was upset, right? The Bills-Jags game. By the end of this one, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. laughing, and I was playing Xbox. We were in like the fourth quarter. You weren't watching? I, my, I had it on behind me, uh, uh -huh. but I had like... I was sitting at my desk playing Xbox because... It was laughable, man. Like the Bills, I was absolutely watching it though. Like it's just, it was laughable, man. They, this, I, I was getting to the point where I was almost doom and gloom about the season, right? And the subreddit hates these people that are like, season's over, we fucking suck, blah, 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 right? Everyone's like, cheer up. I was like, how do you cheer up when you almost lose to the Giants? But either way, I, I changed my perspective now. I'm not doom and gloom because realistically, every good team this year has lost Does to a bad shit. team. Yeah. Like, Cowboys lost to Arizona. The 49ers just lost to the Browns. And the Eagles just lost to the Jets. Uh, like, it's this is happening this year. There's not going to be one team that just go. Like, there's no undefeated teams left anyway, right? The Bills are 4 yeah. and 2. That's not a bad record. Our, unfortunately, our defense is a shell of what it should be. But either way, it can happen. You know what I mean? Like, we're not out. And it's not as doom as gloom as I thought it was. Like, I thought this, like, whatever, it's not our year. But like I'm something like it's still very possible, so I'm still right. Yeah, fo football fans are the most volatile individuals on this fucking planet, man. Like they are up and down. Whereas the the Jags being so shit have just forced me to keep a steady state of equilibrium because things can happen, things can change. Look at the Jags last season, man. We were down now and we had a huge run. Like anything can happen in the game of football, and that's why we all love it. So I'm glad to hear you're you're in a good headspace with it all, and hopefully your uh, Bills brethren can, can come meet you there but uh other games on the docket that we had the last london game took place and it was the baltimore ravens versus the tennessee titans and the ravens beat the titans which no huge shock there i think the titans are pretty shit mm -hmm. and i texted in the group chat i said i'm really grateful that i'm in the afc south because these teams it's wild to think that the texans are probably the second best team in the afc south coming into the, the year no one would have guessed that but i think the titans are done i, I think that they are no longer relevant king henry I think that he's lost a step, to be honest. Like, I think he's reached that point where he's just taken so much damage over the years. Just had so much, so so many carries. And Squire it's just, Henry. I think, starting to show. Yeah, you made that joke, too. But because <laughs> even his stat line, like the NFL, they always just, you always got to watch games because if you just catch the highlights and stuff, they can be so misleading about what actually happened or the feel of the game. Because yeah. in the summary of it, like, oh, King Henry went for over 100. It's like, dude, 60% of that was on one fucking play. Everything else, he did nothing. So he, he didn't have 100, he had 97. And I, would, I, would, I think like two-thirds of that was on one play. 
which is funny because I was doing the exact same thing earlier. You're like, yeah, like Brees Hall was their leading rusher and he only had 39 points. And I'm looking like I looked at my fantasy and I was like, you got me 20 points. I was like, what? How do you do that on 39 yards? Touchdowns, man. Touchdowns are so OP in yeah. fantasy. It's, it's absolutely insane. But I literally and, had to go uh, and look that up. I was like, did he really only get 39 yards? Because he kind of snapped. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's, it's fantasy. So it doesn't paint the picture, but, man. No, it really doesn't. And I think that that game was another one that I, I thought the Ravens would really pull away. But the Titans came back a bit. Tannehill got hurt in that one. So... But I don't think that makes that much of a difference. I think they're shit either way. So Titans fan, and I have no love lost for for Titans fans. Like I, I don't like them at all. They're obnoxious. And and Tyler Newton, Tyler he's a Titans fan. He's a Titans fan. We love Tyler. Oh, shout Newton. out to you. That that makes sense. That checks out. Um, the 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 Ravens stub, but I, I think they they can still do a lot to to make their offense more explosive. Uh, what else do we have here on this docket here? So. Yeah, also, actually, I want to talk about this before we move on. I think that an NFL team in Europe or multiple NFL teams in Europe is inevitable. I think that will happen. And they keep doing more and more games each year in London. And it's starting to become less special. And I think they're trying to get, make us numb to it. So that when a team comes or teams come, they're just like, okay, yeah, this is expected. Yeah, I don't like I wouldn't be opposed to it necessarily, except it's the traveling is just going to screw these. Play- like the players are already unhappy that they added an extra game. And to the fact that like they might have to play multiple Thursday night games in a season because like they're they're putting their body risk at risk when they're doing this kind of stuff. Right. And like, oh, hell yeah, traveling is just another added thing on top of that. Like, sure it's an excuse but look at the bills against jacksonville when you guys had been there two weeks we just looked exhausted we looked lackadaisical like we just looked like we didn't know how to play and like you're running on no sleep your your body can get hurt bro and look at how the bills fell apart with injuries in that week right yeah but i i think the solution will be multiple teams and if you go over there you're playing all the teams so like you're you're there for three weeks by default I think the bigger, like, I don't, so I think that could alleviate that issue for the most part because you're there for a longer period of time, kind of makes it less bad. Maybe they show up earlier, whatever. But I think the bigger issue is getting players. I think, like, who the fuck wants to play on London's team? Maybe they would. Go, I, I don't know. Live there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, like, that was always a big thing with um, the Raptors or any sort of Toronto team being in Canada, being the only Canadian franchise, getting players, unless we're really good. Is so hard. Like scoring big free agents for the Raptors was impossible before we won and before Drake got involved. It was literally impossible. No one would fucking come here. And even draft picks, like we loved like upper mid guys because that's, that was all we could keep. Like we loved Chris Bosch and stuff because we couldn't get anyone else. So, and DeMar DeRozan, like perfect example. They're like mid, upper mid dudes. And you can't win in the NBA with those kind of guys. You need a dog. I love and so I think that guys. Might, yeah, of course you did because you were a good Raptors fan, but they weren't that good objectively. Like they no. were, they're upper mid dudes, not going to win you games or win you playoff games. So, yeah, I think that would be the bigger challenge is getting Americans, especially because like Americans, they love their way of life for sure. And so that would probably be a harder thing. Plus the food in London, unless you're eating at nice restaurants, like the food's pretty shit. I was there for, <laughs> dude, it's it's dust, man. I was there for two weeks. It's very, very bland. Like people make jokes about that, and I get it. I'm a white guy, so I can't say too, too much. Like we put, like, oh, salt is spicy or pepper is spicy, whatever. But it was very, very bland. I was quite disappointed with the food, with the exception of if you go to the nice restaurants, they are really, really nice. 
But and I guess the NFL guys could do that. But if you're just eating there, you're going to be disappointed. I I don't know how you're possibly complaining about beans on toast, dude. What's better, English breakfast? What's better than beans dude, the, on toast? And also, they're fucking. We call it um shawarma. They call it shit. What do they call it? You know, it's a spiral meat thing, and uh, they call it. It's not. They don't call it. It's not falafel. They call it gyro. No, they call it something else. Fuck, it's gonna bug me. But they, there's one of them every fucking fifty yards, dude. I don't know if they're money laundering shit or what. Oh my god! But they are everywhere, dude. I've never seen so many kebab. They call kebab. Yeah, they call it kebab or some shit. Yeah, and uh, dude, in, in London, you see like. 10 on every street it's actually madness i was like how the fuck are you guys still open there's there's 30 down the street but uh and they're not that good like, i hate to I hate to to break it to everyone but they're not that good but back to football commanders beat the falcons and so in the sheet chandler filled it out and said not surprising but i would say it's kind of surprising because this is desmond ritter's first home loss since ever like probably in high school maybe but he hadn't lost in college at home ever or the pros at home so this is his first home loss ever that's pretty crazy yeah but he's shit he is so dust and my boy howell looked pretty good i don't have anything against the commanders like going into that game bills versus commanders i didn't think it was a like an easy win yeah i thought it no, was i think they're very <laughs> decent i think they're a very decent team and i think progressively the let let Sam air it out more because he had three TDs, but he only had 151 yards. So he didn't have right. to win, but he certainly didn't win the game. But I, I like him, man. I think he has all the raw ability in the world. I think that their de- their team is pretty good. Their defense is pretty phenomenal. Like their pass rushes is, is they, they got a, a good steady rush of pass rushers. So yeah, I think the commanders are kind of a sleeper team in that division. And they're now the Falcons and the commanders are both three and three. And I, I don't. I think the Falcons' record is better than than they even are. Oh my God, Ritter threw forty seven times. You don't want. You don't want that. Three picks. That is a lot for him, especially. That's bad. And Bijan was not a world beater. How many carries? So, so did that he get? whole. He only, he got thirteen carries for thirty seven. So a two point eight. So five. stupid. This guy is, is the only reason you're winning games, man. Give that guy, or you're letting Ritter throw 50 times and running your star 13. They got him involved in the past game too, though. He had five receptions, which is a decent pop for for a back. But yeah, I think you got to. I think you got to find more ways to get him open, or just like keep giving him the rock. But yeah, like that's tough. I, I don't think that, I really don't think the Falcons are very that good. So this game wasn't shocking. I had bet on the Commanders to win in that parlay, and and they came through and they, they did that for me. So. Yeah, I'm curious to watch how I think that they're he makes their team watchable, and I'm excited for that. The Texans beat the Saints, so this is one that I was watching because we have the Saints next week, and that's that's not that surprising based on how the the season has gone so far, but based on projections coming in, that's hella surprising. But also, uh, CJ threw his pick; he finally broke that streak. Unless yeah. it happened last week, but I don't think it did. Um. I got lucky I didn't start him in fantasy this week. He didn't do that much. Um, I still think he's great. I think the Texans are actually all the way up because I think he's going to be the future of that franchise right now. Yeah, he's he's done really well. The biggest disappointment for me, and I'm sure for Texans fans too, is Damian Pierce. 
their back that they got from Florida, who everyone knows from the super viral play where he he ran into the end zone without a helmet, like an absolute psychopath. Mm. I remember I I watched that. I was like, dude, this guy is crazy. They're just built different down here. And he's done shit all, man. Listen to this. 13 carries for 34 yards. And this is almost consistent with what he does every single week. It's been very tragic. I have him on my fantasy team. I got him pretty late. I was pretty excited about him. It could still turn around, but... Their O lines are actually pretty decimated too, so maybe that's, that's the bigger say. story. I'd probably blame O line on that one. But through six games, he's got two eighty one. Yeah, not but good. a running back is almost entirely like uh, they're very de- dependent de- on the depending split. on yeah. The, but you can also he's he's not really that kind of he's not really more of a zone runner, but you can scheme you can scheme out of a shitty O line a little bit. Like there are certain concepts that you can run that are far less dependent on you actually being the better athlete, and and you're, you're doing some misdirection, some trap plays like that. Those can do wonders for opening things up, and hopefully they find some more ways to be creative to get Pierce the ball more and get him in the end zone. But the, yeah, I think CJ Stroud is a dog. I think he's the second best QB in the AFC South, and the Texans are three and three. That is shocking to me, man. If you had a Put a gun to my head, and be like how many how many games are they winning? I would not have said more than five, and they're definitely going to win more than five now. Um, obviously, I'm cheering for the Jags in the AFC South, but like I kind of want to see the the Texans like do well, like not against Jacksonville no, and not no win way the division. They, no way they beat us in the I, division. There's oh no, 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 that's not what I'm hoping for either. I just kind of want to see them continue this success a little bit because I kind of like them. And I like well, I like watching Stroud do his thing. Yeah, I gotta I, I gotta take my lumps. I was roasting the shit out of Stroud this before the season, and pretty well. I even made a TikTok about this uh, official apology for CJ Stroud because I, I was roasting the shit out of him, and the whole Wonderlick testing was really comedic. Like that was funny as hell. The fact that he did so bad on that test, and I've actually done some mock Wonderlick tests. They're not that hard, dude. Like they're. Like, it's actually kind of it's kind of alarming, but obviously, I guess that shows that just general intellect does not translate to football intellect i guess because he's able to process enough to make the play happen but if you go do like a mock wonderlick test i guarantee you beat him by a lot like yeah a, that's my afternoon cold plans. dude you'll do well it's very it's like simple reasoning shit i did it uh and every i did it a few times over to make sure it wasn't like a flop and every time i was like oh okay like well, how the fuck are these guys not doing well on this <laughs> and so it's it's so uh yeah, so uh, that was really funny, but obviously you made me look... St- I guess I'm the stupid one, CJ, because you're balling out here. But also, he's a, he was from Ohio State, so, and I hate anyone who comes from that school. That's fair. So, so yeah, uh, whatever, suck it. And I guess not suck it because you're not sucking, but dub for the Texans. Dolphins beat the Panthers. That's not shocking to anyone, but the start of that game was shocking. Yeah. Uh, no, I was quaking on my boots a little bit on that one because they were not going to hit over and then they very much hit the over yeah at, at one point it was 14 nothing carolina and then it just wasn't <laughs> if there's one then... team this year that i have faith in though it's actually miami yeah. like even at 14 nothing i wasn't worried that they were gonna lose i was like no 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 they're coming back from this whereas like watching that buffalo game i was like we're gonna fucking lose to the giants but like and this is going to mark me as a terrible Bills fan. Like, I'm going to get Bills fans come after me in the comments now. But, like, Miami, like, is just good this year. Like, they're, I'm not worried about them. Like, I thought they were going to come back. I was only worried about them hitting the spread. Yeah, yeah that was my concern, too. I, I 
even at 14 nothing, I was like, they're going to win. And then they went into half with a lead after being down 14 nothing, which is nuts. But they like their offense is absurdly potent, the most explosive in the league by a pretty wide margin. But for you guys, like, you guys were kind of that the past few years. And it seems like you don't have the same level of explosion. Is there anything you can point to as to why that's happening? The Bills being? Man. I wish I knew. I don't like the play calls right now. Like our run game is actually looking better than our pass game. And we were like throwing these stupid deep balls on every play. Um, and then the, the few times we get cook the ball, he's running for five or six yards. And then mm. we're just throwing it 30 yards down the field. Like not doing short crossing plays. We're not doing like easy check downs. It's, it's a deep lob on every single play. And I like I'm a huge Josh Allen guy and I'm like just give Cook the ball man. Like he's cooking, he's running 5 or 6 yards every play and you're like our play calling is is a big issue because when we clean that up a little bit, we came back and still won that game. Right? Like if we can get that under control and call some better plays, we'll be a better team. Um but yeah, it, it is wild that our, our defense kept us in that one for how decimated they are with injuries. Like, our offense should be the strong suit of our team. They're already not. And even with all those injuries, the defense is still better. Well, how about Pew, the lineman? Do you see his his introduction on Monday Night Football? Or Sunday Night Football, I guess it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. That was hilarious. He's a beauty. Like, he's a... Uh... He's, I think he's married to someone in the NFL. I can't remember who it is. Like, somewhat, like there's some connection with his wife in the NFL. Let me, let me figure out who that... I could be... I could be screwing him up with somebody else completely, but let me check this right quick. But yeah, and so that was hilarious for anyone who didn't see it. They had just signed him off of the street. Uh, he had played in the NFL for a long time, but he was not on a roster this year. And he's like, when they get to say what school they went to, he's like, Justin Pugh, right off the couch. <laughs> it was, I love that shit. I love, I love Sunday Night Football for those intros, man. Like when, uh, when I'm at the Jag Sunday Nighter, I need someone to film those for me because I want to see those back for sure let me see here who's his wife does he have a wife i i love when they get creative with those man and like clearly there's nobody telling them they can't so like i don't i don't know why there's not more funny ones you know what i mean yeah i I agree completely and it's also i don't get why like the nfl is an entertainment product i don't get why they would not maximize every point of entertainment yeah in terms of celebrations like all these things this is how you build people that care. Like, like Ocho Cinco, why is he still relevant? Because he was entertaining as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, that's it in a nutshell. And so he's still relevant now long after. And I would be maximizing. Like, you know, if I was in the NFL somehow, if I was like, I'd be milking the fuck out of that shit. And I, I think everyone should because it gives you so much opportunity for people to like you and, and then build a career out of it. And for the NFL's perspective, the more entertaining it is, the more people come back to watch. And some people will watch it for some silly reasons. Like, I'm sure there are people who tune into the Sunday Night Football game just to see that shit. So I think you're dead right. You're also, like, if you're, if you're doing that in the league, you're also more likely to be hated. Like, think yeah. about Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have a lot of haters because he doesn't really, True. he doesn't make a lot of noise in the league, right? He just plays as, as well as any human possibly can and then goes home. You know what I mean? So he's got no haters. But like for me personally, I loved um I don't even remember his name right now. The the corner, safety, whatever corner that you hate. For who? Uh Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, yeah. I love Jalen Ramsey. He's a big talker. A lot of controversy. But at the same time, I hated Richard Sherman. I couldn't stand that fucking guy. 
And so it's How just, are they different? But that's exactly my point. Like, one pissed me off and one didn't. And so that's always going to happen, right? Like, if you're trying to... If you're making yourself into that much of a character, you're going to get some guys that absolutely love it and some guys that are just pissed off by it. So you're setting yourself up for that. And if you know that and if that's what you want, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying that's the wrong approach. You know what but I mean? Here's the thing. Again, entertainment product, we're talking about them. You mm-hmm. love them or you hate them, you're talking about them. So it's yeah. like... Pe- pe- like rage bait go look on the internet man people like to be pissed off more than they like to be happy it's fucked and so i i think that that's a a no-brainer is like yeah of course to be truly loved you're going to be hated by some but i think that's the way to do it man i think that's exciting but you're good call fantastic reference to c-mac there's very few mccaffrey haters out there yeah it's it's hard not to the guy produces some of the best plays you'll ever see and then doesn't say shit a dick about it so no I love I love McCaffrey, man. The whole family is is full of legends. Yeah, and, uh, yeah he's no, so sick. I, I like, he's mad dope. If only he uh, wasn't made of glass. Got... Actually, on that note, if if it weren't for the injuries, I would easily say he could be the best ever. Like if yeah, he continued yeah. his average, like his normal level of play, for you know consistent seasons without these injuries, best ever. He he'd be in the upper echelons for sure, and he still is pretty close to that conversation. He just can't stay on the field long enough. And plus, like for all of us white people out there, it's pretty damn crazy that this guy's out running like black dudes. That's pretty fucking crazy. He's we the know only, we're slow. Yeah, he's the only guy doing it, and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to watch, man. Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup is more of a excellent route runner. He's not pulling away, whereas McCaffrey actually pulls away from people. Fair. He's the only white guy I can think of that that has ever done that. Like I, I'm trying to think of any speed white guy. Uh, uh Nelson, Jordy Nelson. He's the only other guy. I hated watching that's Green it. Day. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, actually, I did too because our other friend was an obnoxious Packers fan. But next game on the docket we had here was this game was actually pretty fucking nuts. The Bengals beat the Seahawks. And how they won was the most crazy shit. There was three situations where these two or three, the Seahawks had the opportunity to go up in the red zone and pretty close to goal line. And the Bengals defense stood tall all three times and stopped them. Crazy. Yeah. Seahawks fans must be pissed. Like to see that many opportunities, not capitalize on any of them. Yeah, red zone efficiency is such a massive component of winning games, and it just seems like it's so hard. Especially once you're in like the the uh, like once you're within ten yards, it it seems like everything completely changes. And I guess obviously because there's less room to run and everything, but it is so hard to get those final ten yards. So, and this is this is evidence of that. The the Bengals seem to be back. I I don't know. Where's your mind with, with the Bengals and their legitimacy? The Seahawks are good, but they're not great. You know what I mean? Like, I still want to see the Bengals against a contender uh, to yeah. really make that judgment because they were scary last season, right? Like, you didn't mm-hmm. want to play the Bengals. Now it's like, we can probably just win that one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't know if they're back yet. Well, you'll get to see not, them play. But I want to see it. Yeah. You'll get to see them play your. Oh, what? Your. Uh... So they have a bye this coming week, which is, I think that's great for them. Let Joe Burrow heal up even more. And then they come back to back-to-back contenders. So you'll, you will get your wish granted fairly quickly. They're back against the Niners and then the Bills. So back-to-back, very tough games. We'll know what they're made of pretty damn quickly. 
and that I'll be watching both those games. Truthfully, that'll be that'll be exciting. It's it's a night game for you guys. In uh, it's in Cincy, but it's a night game. Another Monday night, or sorry, Sunday night. It's November fifth, so I don't know what day that is. I'm gonna go to the magical yeah. calendar within my phone. November fifth is a Sunday nighter. So you guys are gonna get those intros. You think Diggs will probably do something funny, or um, I hope so, or Josh Allen. So you get to see those. That's pretty hype. But yeah, I think uh, I think they could be back. Their defense is obviously pretty damn solid, and if you can get the offense cooking like it has been in recent years, Joe Burrow's numbers still were not Joe Burrow esque. He had. 24 for 35, 185, two TDs and one INT, so not fantastic. And then also, I had Jamar Chase in a parlay too to go over 90 receiving yards. And this fucker got 80 in the first half and then no more. I was oh. like, you fucking bastard. So, uh, and then consistency and then getting all of your weapons involved is the ticket there. And then obviously, a healthy Joey B is going to bring that to you. Yeah, I was going to mention we were talking about that trade in our fantasy league earlier. And if anybody, was following that and remembers it, it looks like the Bengals guy didn't win that trade this week you know what i mean most mostert had a good week mostert had a good week um and both of the Bengals guys were just kind of par um so that's that trade is still awesome to me because i don't know who won that it's, it's good i'm gonna be watching that all season yeah i think the very they're benefiting a lot from that trade from the injury in miami like if uh, if that injury yeah. to I always fuck up his name if if our chain whatever his like, name is um, but if if he didn't get hurt I think that changes the, the dynamic but now with Mostert being the primary guy that that helps the trade a lot so yeah we we won't know who wins that for probably another few more weeks and with this season dude it's whoever can stay fucking on the field man like that's that's who wins the trade is whoever doesn't get hurt it's it's actually insane i had that at the bottom of the sheet here but while we're on the topic let's talk about it a bit that there's been so many injuries this year man and they keep is it, piling up is it kind of weird that like the season that we are, are like we're arguing the most that they're cracking down on these like hits and all the safety the most injuries stuff are happening. is when the most injuries are happening that is weird but it, a lot I don't of it think is it's related, in but probably not but it's a lot of it is soft tissue shit which is worse like a lot of it is like knees ankles achilles like it's a lot of it is soft tissue and it's not like that's almost worse or like hamstrings and i don't know what wh how you solve that i think we're reaching a point now where there needs to be some sort of tech innovation because our bodies are just getting too like we're getting too strong for our own good and maybe it's a playing surface issue maybe grass brings that down quite a bit but it's actually staggering how many guys are getting hurt and some of it's not soft tissue obviously like so trevor lawrence was a knee uh, Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Debo Samuel got hurt. At one point, Trent Williams got hurt. Justin Fields got hurt. Anthony Richardson might be gone for the season. And the list goes on and on and on. Like, this is the most injury-riddled season I ever remember. Do you remember anything close to this? Ban turf. Turf is fucked. Turf is the enemy. I don't get how... And Actually, you know, um, I gotta give a shout-out here to one of the best podcasts in the game, the New Heights podcast, where... Buddy, buddy brought up a really good point, Jason Kelsey. He's like, dude, they can grow grass inside. Like, look at greenhouses. Like, you can make lights that give the the nutrients that the grass needs. I was like, oh shit, that's a very simple solution, isn't it? And uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't get it. For that goes to show you, they really don't care about the players. They care about bottom line. That's it. Mm -hmm. And and they feel that their brand is powerful enough where they can just move pieces in, and the show goes on, even if it's huge players. Like it's. 
I don't know, man. When I buy the Jaguars one day, we're keeping that grass. I don't give a shit. And obviously, it's easier. It's easier to say when they can do it outside because it becomes a lot cheaper. But I will say, I have not seen many like crazy injuries in Jacksonville because it's grass. Like I don't. I'm sure that plays a role. I've seen a few torn ACLs on there, but far less than I'd say. Like when I watch the anyone play in New York, it seems like there's soft tissue shit every game. Well, it's always going to happen whether you're on grass or turf, but turf just makes it so much worse and so much more common. Um, and but to answer, ask holy shit to answer your actual question. Um, no, I've never seen a season like this. Like this. It, it, it's almost like there's something in the water, man. Like it's one of those mm. kind of spooky feelings or like some conspiracy sort of thing, because like these guys are dropping like flies and it's all those long-term tissue injuries. Yeah. It's not a good look. It's tough, man, because all these guys are going down. It's and, and I care more about the players than I do fantasy or anything like that, but it's, it's crazy for the whole league of how much it can change things, especially with, when QBs go down the whole dynamic of the league changes completely. And for the Jags, that injury was just so dumb. I don't know why you have, we're, excuse me, with where we were in the game, I'm not taking any risks with our franchise. Honestly, at that point, I might, might have even, I think we were up by like 14 or 21 points at that point in the third or fourth quarter. Like, fuck, I would not take any risks. I'd hand the ball off, hand the ball off. We had him on a rollout and he got like, rolled up on and, and now he's got a knee injury that's probably going to keep him out of Thursday night, which really sucks. And I hadn't seen that report yet, and so I bet on the Jags because uh, the, the the line was really close with the Saints. And then now they're announced that he's probably not playing, and it's changed dramatically, and I can't get my money out. I'm like, fuck. So I'm rolling with C.J. Beathard this week. Let's see. I, I, would, I would actually prefer Rourke play. Me too. But he won't. There's no chance. But he'll be the backup, so he's an injury away from going in. I'm not wishing an injury on C.J., but that would be crazy if we got to see our boy play. Is he Is he actually the third string? Yeah, he's, he's the third string. So he'll be act. He'll this will be the first ever game, regular season game that he's active and dressed for. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna watch that yeah, too. So Let's see this guy on TV. So he'll make more money this week for sure because he's gonna have to be promoted. So um, congrats to to Nathan. You'll your uh, your checkbook will be a little bit fatter, which is dope. And hopefully we can squeak out a dub. But the Jags looked decent against the Colts. I uh, watched every snap of that game, as as always, and we were able to win 37-20. We started off super hot. We were hella dominant, and then we let them squeak in a little bit. It looks pretty sloppy. The Minshew, who's normally a pretty good protector of the ball, was throwing that thing everywhere. We had three picks, and we should have had five or six. Like It was really, really bad. He had so many plays that could have been turnovers, and the Colts just did not look good. I think with Anthony Richardson, you have that wow and that shock potential, whereas with Minshew, they don't have enough tools around him for him to to operate on a consistent basis like he's somebody kind of like how i think brock purdy is that he's very dependent on being a facilitator like a point guard who can get it out to the star players who are going to knock down a three or go in the post and the colts just do not have those guys and it was very very apparent so yeah the colts i'm even less afraid of now than i was before their three and three record i think is way better than they actually are my guess is they win five six games max yeah with with Richardson being out, I don't see them being that. Sick. I like, I, like I said, I like Minshew as well, but yeah, they they Be don't the really have the they don't have the weapons to do it, man. I I love Minshew. I I, I have a Gardner Minshew jersey. I I grew out a mustache just in support of this guy. So I freaking love Gardner Minshew. But he's you got to call a spade a spade. Like he's limited athletically. That's the whole reason why he's a backup and not a starter because he just and that was very exposed. I don't know if it was because we like 
if we had more tape on him or, or what it was, but we made him look pretty bad. And he was forcing balls. He was missing throws. He, he didn't even like, he looked bad for, he looked, he looked really bad in general. And he threw 55 times. You don't want Gardner Minshew thrown 55 times. Like that's not a good look. Any QB thrown 55 times is probably not a good indication of, of things going well for you. But the, I think the biggest thing for the Jags is our defense looks really good, dude. Like I think we have a top 10 defense clearly. Like it, it's, it's wild. And if we can get our pass rush a little more consistent, which Dewan Smoot coming back is a huge, huge thing for that. And he actually popped his Achilles last year and he's already back. Dude, modern medicine is becoming insane. Like we've talked about this on the show before, but with, with the integration of like peptides and things like that, he's back from an Achilles in like nine months. That's, that's nuts. Before that used to be a year plus. Yeah, that's insane. So it's nuts. And he, he looked pretty good, dude. Like he actually, the first play he gets in there, he, he breaks through the line and, and stops the run. Like he looked really, really good. So I'm really excited to have him back. I think if we can just get, I think Trevon Walker is such a big piece for us. If we, if we can just get him rushing the passer with Josh Allen, who's already cooking on the other side, we're scary. Josh Allen is a scary fellow, man. I love him, dude. The only thing that's shit for the Jags, and this is a good problem to have, is he's in a contract year. And he's having his best statistical year in a contract year, meaning we're going to have to pay out the ass for this guy. Hey, he's, man. He, wants, he wants to stay, so I'm sure we will. But uh, we're going to pay him a lot. So Pay the other Josh the Allen. <laughs> he's already been paid, no? He, oh, yeah, 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 you, no. yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah, saying. he hates yeah, being yeah, called okay. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the commentators said that. They, they called him that, and they were like, oh, sorry, he hates being called that. <laughs> well, yeah, I will say he's the better Josh Allen. He's, he's won that Josh Allen Bowl twice. He's two for two, my guy, so you love to see it. So, do you? Jags fans, what's up? We, yeah, we do. We do. We absolutely do. <laughs> but the, the, uh, the Jags, they, it, it's weird, man. Our fan base, we're so used to being so shit, but we're also so negative so quickly. Like A lot of people are very buttered about how the game ended and how we didn't dominate, dominate at the end. Like, I, I would say that it looks like it was a bigger blowout than it was because there was a serious risk of us blowing this game at some point. So, and the injury took place. So I get it, but I do think things are trending up for the Jags and I'm hopeful that Trevor can play, but I would rather not risk further injury for one game. I'd let him, because it's a short week too, but happy, happy, happy Jags fans for me. Yeah, I'm you guys look fan. good in my opinion. I don't think this was like a, a game to take negative things away from. That's all fan bases are just fuck like that. If you go to Twitter, there's always people that are. Yeah, just well, absolutely... I mean, you got to be critical too. You got to be like self-critical, but I don't know. It's it was it was a good week. I will say this though, for our potential is that every game that we've won, we've never put a complete game together, which is kind of a point of optimism for me. Because if we're still winning games and we're not playing complete games, imagine if we can put all the things together. I don't think there's mm -hmm. a team in the league that can that could fully stop us. So that's exciting. I like it. I like it. The next game we got here is the Raiders that beat the Patriots. Dude, the Patriots, they're in contention for the worst team in the league now. Love to see it. I am. This is one of the happiest things going on right now. Patriots being one in five. I still have yet to hear from Clay. <laughs> I still have yet. Mac I still Jones don't have it. Sucks. A reply. Yeah, you got to admit that. He's so trash. And so even one of the probably the most famous Pats fan is uh, Dave Portnoy. And he's even, he, like, in the first two weeks, he was saying they were a top five team. And then now he's like, I want to lose every game. It's kind <laughs> of the, how it goes to be a, a football fan. But yeah, they look so bad. And I don't know, you can't fix it this season. Like they're, they're so screwed. Their team is really yeah, shit. They got late. no weapons on offense. Yeah, it's done. And then Mac Jones is just 
not him. I think, and they're in one of the hardest divisions. Man, it's way too. Yeah, late. the season's over for them. Oh my god, these poor fuckers. They play you and then the Dolphins, so they're gonna be one and eight, or sorry, one and seven. I mean, any given Sunday, right? Like, Buffalo well, lost to New York, a, and that's nuts. So, here's the shitty thing for, the, for them, though: is that then they have three games in a row that are very winnable. They got the Commanders, the Colts, and the Giants. And so, you win those three games, you're screwing your draft pick, but you're not helping your playoff contention. Like, you're not getting in. And then they got yeah. the Broncos too. So, they they'll probably win just enough games to end up with like the seventh or eighth pick and just miss out on the good quarterbacks. <laughs> They're going to have to throw those games, man. They won't, though. No, Belichick so, wants the, the win record. Yeah, he's not getting this. He's not getting helping nope. out much this season. But you're right. They won't throw those games because he wants to win. No. Yeah, this is this is his worst season by such a wide margin. And I think you got to blow it up. I don't know if you fire him. I don't, I don't know if that's the solution. But because like. The the thing with firing anyone is you need someone better to come in and replace him, and that's yeah. that was always my thing with uh, being a Michigan fan. Everybody wants to, everyone's always like fire this guy because they love having a scapegoat. But when they went to fire Harbaugh, I was like, who the hell are we bringing up off the street who's going to be better than this guy? No one. So it's like you, you got to be careful what you wish for because it can it can be worse. People say, oh, it can't get worse. It it definitely can, and I think that uh, I would probably keep him. Because I think that slows the time needed to rebuild. But they need a QB. Mac Jones is soon to be a backup for sure. Yeah, I think uh, Belichick's got like one more season to prove to me that this wasn't a fluke and he was riding Brady's coattails. Yeah, that's seeming to be the case at this point. So I think that you got to give him a chance to draft a guy who's actually elite and see what he can do with a QB. I would love to see what they could do with an athletic QB because they've never really had a healthy athletic QB. They had Cam Newton, but he was a shadow of his former yeah. self. So I'd love to see them get either Shador or uh, Caleb Williams, who um, producer Kurt really likes. And uh, that was sarcasm, by the way. He's not a not a big uh, Caleb Williams guy. But uh, it, there's some exciting guys coming out. And even J.J. McCarthy from, from Michigan. These are all guys that are options for them. And I think you guys better hope you get one of those top four guys, like May as well, from North Carolina. But the next game we have here is Lions beat the Bucks. I'm a big Lions guy this year, man. I, you, you love to see it. They took down our boy Baker, but this was a game that I, I picked the Lions to win. They're now five and one. They are they're they're real. Lions, Detroit, you got a real team here. Yeah, no, I like Detroit a lot. Um, I don't. Know, do you think they're five and one good though? I absolutely do. I absolutely yeah? do. Yeah, and I still think people got to put more respect on Jared Goff's name. I, I, I really do. Even I do. Coming into the season, I don't think I had him in my top 10. I think he just missed it, which is pretty bad luck now. He, he should absolutely be at least 10. But uh, I don't think I had him on my list. Yeah, I didn't. So, jokes on me. Here I am pounding the table for him. But I, I do think he deserves a lot more love than he gets. He's a pretty solid player. And the fact that they got him for very little is a huge dub for Detroit. I think he fits their scheme quite well. He fits the city quite well. And he's really bought in. So, I'm a... Yeah. The only thing that sucks for them is that Montgomery got hurt. That is a huge blow. Yeah, because they love that to... injury. Oh, let me check it out. Yes, speaking of how many fucking injuries there are. Also, uh... to say somebody fits the city of Detroit is so disrespectful. No, it's not. What the fuck? Have you been there? I have. 
many times. They they've cleaned up they've cleaned up quite a bit. And still, at one point, they were like Detroit was like a the Motor City baby. It was a bump and joint. Of course, they've seen some from some down times, but it's a resurgence in Detroit. Yeah, like the fifties. It's short in the grand scheme, and uh, and also they've done a lot of resurgence into into downtown. It's actually. As much as it sounds like you'd say, oh, downtown Detroit, that sounds like very sketch. It's actually a lot nicer. Like I was there for a concert a year or two ago, and it's come quite a long way, far less scary. And uh, I, okay, I don't want to live in Detroit, but I, I like Detroit. I visited there. I'd go there. I'd go there again for a concert. Like it, it's, uh, I do think he fits well there. He's a California kid, so he's not going to live there, I'm sure. But I think he fits the vibe, fits the culture. People can really r- ride behind him, especially with the story and, and all that shit. But for Montgomery, it looks like he's going to miss some time. So the x-rays were negative, which is a positive sign. Mm-hmm. But he he said, that, he said that he may miss some time. Likely to miss time. So that's not good. And then Gibbs, yeah, the, the Gibbs, Gibbs is hurt too. So they might be on their f- like third or fourth back at this point. That so that, that hurts. That, that will show how good golf really is because they're going to have to live and die by him and this week they did quite a bit of that he threw 44 times for 353 two touchdowns zero picks big baller jared out of boy well lions fans know that we are rooting for them um we want to see we want to see golf succeed with or without montgomery but you know that that seems a little dangerous to me like i losing that guy is a big deal in my opinion so they got the Ravens this week that'll be a that'll be a tough game. Um, that'll be a, a really tough game. Did you also see the ejection in that Baltimore game? Yeah, that was warranted. that was deserved. Yeah, a hundred percent. I see. And again, as much as I sound like oh, like an old man being like oh, football's not the same. I I can see when things are object like objectively crazy or so unwarranted. And I think that was a clear cut. Yes, you should have been ejected. And he was he was like oh, what the hell? Like so shocked. I was like man. You so easily could have not decapitated that guy, and you still did. Well, this is what we're talking about by having those guys decide whether or not it was malicious. That was malicious. The yeah. guy left his feet to go high on him and hit him right in the head. Like, you had been to three jump for three to hit him like yeah. that. That would have been three for three. Like, I think I think that exactly a great point. I think if you, all that should be done when they go to the little booth thing should just be like a yes or a no. Yeah. Of them have already decided. You know what I'm saying? Being like, yeah, okay, we voted, go. Or and like then it's done because that was so clear and obvious. So that kind of stuff, I'm not saying should not be included. I think that's that was well. We're crazy. the ones preaching that like it's getting too soft. Like the NFL's getting too soft. They don't like, we don't want to see this shit. Like we're not trying to see guys die on the die. field, bro. Like that's that's so stupid. Just like if you if that guy came in low and just cranked him like in the chest or around the hips, perfect. Bro. I would cheering. love to yeah. see that. But like when you go after guys' heads like this, like you're not you're not taking away a weapon from a football team you're taking away a dude from like a good His family sense of life for the rest of it yeah. you know like potentially yeah so, so that was uh i hated to see that and then also uh that the bills player that went down too who, who was that again um the running damian back harris? yeah damian harris he uh is there any update on that i honestly haven't checked i i'm getting it real time don't uh I don't know much about Harris. I wasn't really that keen on him coming into the. Not that I wasn't keen on him, but like he was kind of irrelevant to me. I like Cook, um, and I liked the other guy we brought in. Yeah, but uh, hopefully he's all good. 
has been. Oh, he was your kick returner. That's not ideal. Um, I'm trying to see any updates. I can't really see. Fortunately, it could be a statement of Damian Harris injury today. Uh, oh wow, you guys are you guys are hosting Leonard Fournette. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, that so could be it, sick. It says, yeah, he'll probably sign with you guys because, yeah. So it looks like he'll Harris will miss some time, but hopefully it's not too, too too tragic, and you guys might have uh, Leonard Fournette at some point, which is pretty crazy to think about because he's he beefed you guys hard actually. Now I think, but do you remember that game in Buffalo when he was like fighting fans and shit? No. Dude, that was crazy. He was like fighting your own line, and he was right backed up against a bunch of fans, and he was like yelling at. It was it was mayhem. I, that game was absolutely crazy. So that'd be really really funny if he would end up playing for you guys. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, we don't want to see those hits. We don't want to see we don't want to see guys get hurt like that. That one wasn't a crazy like bad play by any stretch. It looked like a pretty standard football play. But again, being a running back, you're 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 a sucker for punishment. Like you're getting absolutely destroyed. Yeah. The other, last game we have here, I think, is the Cards versus the, uh, the Rams. Yeah. And the Rams, no shocker here, they were able to win 26-9. to And for a Cooper Cup Puka update, Cooper Cup had seven for 148 and one touchdown, so your fantasy team is happy. And then Puka had four for 26, so not his typical or what we've, we've come to expect in terms of production, but still getting targets, which is, yeah, he got seven targets. So seven for Puka, nine for Cooper. So they're spreading the, the rock around or trying to. Yeah, there were a lot of like drops or missed throws that were targeted for Puka. Like, I, I don't mm. think the stats are indicative of the actual like spread of the ball because they they just didn't get caught or they weren't good throws, right? Um, If you're a Puka owner, I'd still hold on to him, to be honest. Because I've got Tutu Atwell, and he's doing nothing. Like, Puka's he's, clearly the second now. I think Tutu's very much a boomer bust player, so like he could have really good weeks for you, and then there's, there's It's just whether or not he catches that one random touchdown. touchdown that, yeah. yeah, that's his role in the offense, is to take the top off. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that is, that is what it is. Start him again. I'll probably put Waddle back in. Uh, actually, we haven't talked about the KC game, really, did we? So KC uh, beat Denver. That's no shock to anyone. In fact, that was the Thursday night, right? Yeah. So we haven't talked about that yet. That's, um, holy shit. The Denver Broncos are, are so tragic. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. No. <laughs> they are so shit. The Chiefs look very beatable, though. I will say that. That to, to, to only go 19, 19, to only win 19-8 against the Broncos, that's not a good look. I think in most of their games, the Chiefs have looked quite beatable. I think that their receiver situation might be their demise because if they play a really good defense, it's going to have to go all through Kelsey because there's no one else in that offense that scares you. Well, this is why I was saying like the Bills almost losing this game isn't like the end of the world for me because there's no other team in the league that's doing anything too crazy right now. Right, like the Chiefs are intimidating. They always will be. They're five and one. You can't chirp them too hard. But yeah, they're not. They're not looking as dominant as the Chiefs the past few years have. No, no. So that's that was Thursday night game. Of course they won, but I think the margin should have been way bigger for mm-hmm. the, the talent differential there, especially with Denver's like shipping out guys. Man, like they've shipped out their two best edge rushers. Just basically like get out of here. They're blowing it up. So that's a tough look there. And also one of the game we missed was the Vikings got a win against the Bears that was bad versus worse and uh, bad came out on top the Vikings won 19-3 I'm oh, sorry 19-13 and 
I guess depending on how you're looking at it, uh, Justin Fields got hurt. So bad news or good news for Bears fans, depending on, on obviously you don't want it to be a serious injury, but I mean, like you're probably even more likely to lose now if that's what you wanted. So hopefully Justin Fields is okay. I believe it's his thumb and uh, he may miss some time with that. Uh, yeah, I can assume so. I don't know how you would throw with your thumb on your throwing hand hurt. Unlikely to play this week due to right thumb injury. Yeah, and so he is right-handed. So that's just that. Nah, that's tough. That's like one of the worst. You can't because like it's his throwing hand. Yeah. So that's that's tough. That was this week in football. Now let's move on to our segments here. So, um, well, we can talk about our. So I didn't. We didn't make a show Steelers. Sorry, we didn't make a locks video this week because I had pink eye. But uh, our locks this week were uh, the Jags to cover four and a half. We hit there. And then our other two were Eagles and San Fran, which both of those didn't hit. So another one for three week for the boys. I think we're getting to our groove, though. I think next week we're, you know, I'm calling our shot. We're three for three next week. I the feel the problem like. is, man, this league is so unpredictable this year. I mean, but it's almost so every year. It's almost but. it's almost oh, so unpredictable that you shouldn't touch the games that should be predictable. Yeah, that's fair. But then the spread on the games that like aren't predictable is like three points or one point one point. So you pick the winner. Yeah, fair. A prime example was the if 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 producer Kurt had taken the Jags, I was going to go Washington. And because they were actually the underdog in that game. So it's like, well, I think we're going to have to shift up our strategy. We're going we're to have to get away from the clear and obvious ones. Yeah, I'm starting to go to stat thing. lines, I think. I'm going over under on passing yards. I'm going to go yeah. multiple touchdown scorer. You know, All I'm right. staying away from the spread thing. All right. So tune in next week. We'll have another video and I think we'll go three for three. I'm very confident in that. But now it's time for your favorite segment of the week. The show Steelers for week six. We'll start off with mine. Uh, so mine's actually not from the NFL. It's from college football, but that's fair game. And I will share it with you people. Let's see. You if people. What do you mean? You, you people. people. You show Steelers, dog. <laughs> Here we go. Can you see this? It's loading. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, dope. Because last week, it said that it was showing it, and then it wasn't, so that's fucking really annoying. But hopefully you can see this. Let's turn on some audio. So, for context, uh, USC lost to Notre Dame. And so Caleb Williams has has had gotten some hate for his, like, nail polish, where he wrote shit, like, chirping teams and stuff on his nail polish. With, like, black nail polish, and then he'd write out, uh, like, letters and stuff. Okay. So, uh, this, this guy is an ND fan. He sprinted on the field, and I'll let you see what happens. I just I like the energy. Football, man. Ah! Yeah, that's, that's pretty ballsy, man. To yeah, see, that's, that was actually bold as fuck. Yeah, because he could have <laughs> got easily dropped by anybody. Though. Like, he's a pedestrian and a fucking wife beater. He could have been absolutely beat up. Corny, but let's see those nails. This is funny AF. The W and L cancel each other out. Replay first down. That's a good comment. <laughs> That's funny. This kid sucks. The ones hating on this kid are the ones loving Colorado's energy. Odd. Dude said we did it. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny because he had no part in it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's my submission. Just a good old roast. And now let's uh let's go to let's go to Chandler's. Chandler's is pretty straightforward here. It's um yeah. It's I one. had to give a shout out to this. I thought this was cool. 
let me know when you can see this and then explain what's going on here for your submission. Yeah, uh, we can see it. We can see it. Um, this was after, I guess these guys were season seat holders. Um, but this okay. is after Diggs did his Stone Cold Steve Austin touchdown celebration. But if they're season seat holders, they're coming in this week to like two fresh beers sitting on their seat and a note from Stefan Diggs saying like, beers on me. I told you I got you or something like that. I just think that's, that's just cool. good fun. I, I think that's a classy thing to do. And obviously, like, it might not even be out of Diggs' paycheck, but obviously you could afford it if it was. But this could be just be a publicity thing that the, the Bills are trying to do or something. But either way, yeah. I think that's cool. I think it's classy. and I like And it's good, especially because he got fined. It's the Bills almost being, like, like standing care. behind Diggs in his decision to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I love it. I'm all, all here for it. And I think that's just good social media, too. Like, I think that's very mm-hmm. well done. So I think that's a that's a good call. And now let's go to we got one more. Let's go to the next one we have here is yes. So this is we actually teased this earlier. This is producer Kurtz. Share this. I don't know what this is. What did we tease? Can you can you see? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh good pick. Kurt. Okay. Yeah. Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. So that was Justin Pugh's intro. So basically, if you can't hear it, he said Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. I love with the the gusto that he said it with. Like, this guy said it with his chest. Yeah. Let's do it one one more time for the people. Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. That's just good fun. I love him so much, man. You could tell he's a good locker room presence. Oh yeah, you can tell he doesn't take himself too seriously, but mm-hmm. he's uh he takes the game seriously. So I, yeah, I love that. Uh, I I'd give I'd give that the win. What's your vote? Yeah, I like Kurtz only because the dude. Yeah, the dude and the wife beater is a little bit off putting too, especially what that guy's saying when he was like, "We did it." Like, what did you do? You watched? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can agree. I, I just think that I, I thought it was so funny, and I think that it I is, think it is I, ballsy for sure. I think producer Kurt would vote for yours though, because he's chirping Caleb Williams. <laughs> Yeah, true. So he probably would. But uh, we'll give it to Pew. So congratulations. You are the week six winner. Uh, The week six show stealer. And uh, that means you're in contention for the show stealer of the year. But uh, that is that's I think that's our episode for this week. Do you have anything else you wanted to to throw in here? No, I think I'm good. All right. And also, if you're listening to this, don't forget, if you've not done so already, please leave us a five star review in your podcast app of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify podcast do it up leave us a five-star review it does wonders for us and then we're also available everywhere you consume social media content so if you go to the description or the show notes of this podcast you will find us on instagram on tiktok and youtube you know what to do go follow subscribe do the appropriate things because we're gonna get more content coming at you and thank you so much as always for being a show stealer and for listening to our podcast can't learn anything else to add my good friend thanks for going thanks for coming guys keep stealing the show We'll be with you later in the week. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. And now we are going to play the outro. Them boys are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were.